For our seventh episode, we do an eat this, drink that first when Ali brings on a guest to the show. Check it out. You guys, I think we are live for our new episode of Eat This, Drink That. We've had a great season so far. We've done six episodes devoted to bourbon. This was inspired by our resident, Steve. Uh, Thought we should do a whole season on bourbon, and that's what we're doing. We're mixing up bourbon and foods that go with it. And Ali's presenting today is Eat That. So Ali, what is your Eat That for this week? You know, it's crazy. As much as I want to jump into this, I'm also doing a little double checking here to make sure we're live on my Facebook. And uh, I'm just, is anyone else confirming that right now? How about that? I cannot confirm it, but I will say this. If you guys have been watching our show, um, you usually just see the three of us. And today we are going into uncharted territory with our first guest for the podcast. Uh, yep. Believe it or not, after uh, 50 or so episodes with Ryan Fernandez as yeah, our first guest. So um, I'm going to let Ali set him up, though, properly. <laughs> I know. This is great. This feels like a real show. So for everyone watching, you're not the only ones in the dark. So are Ryan and Steve, more so than usual. It is my pleasure to announce our first guest on Eat This, Drink That, Mr. Ryan Fernandez. Ryan Fernandez is a chef and owner of Southern Junction, a Texas-ish barbecue eatery that merges two very distinct areas where he grew up, Kerala, India, and Dallas, Texas. Wow. Like so many immigrants who embrace new traditions with old, Ryan's cooking is an evolution of Texas barbecue through the eyes of an Indian immigrant. His India is a land of grillers and meat lovers, and despite the exotic undertones, there is a synergy, gentlemen, between these two food cultures as he blends smoothly hunks of smoky Texas brisket and aromatic biryani. And it all goes down in freaking Buffalo, New York. Your minds are blown. Smack, smack, smack. I and I didn't even have to cook anything on this episode. Mad flex, Ryan, take it away. He's gonna cook for us. I'm gonna choke. Oh man, <laughs> oh, Texas barbecue, right? Um, I mean, we were talking about this the other day. If I had said uh, Texas barbecue up here, all my friends back home are gonna go, "What the hell are you doing up there?" Like, come on, you're not in Texas right now, so if you're gonna do that, you better do it back home. So. Uh, Texas. It's a little bit of everything. So, nice. you want me to go ahead and um, tell you guys a little bit about? I think you should do your thing, baby. Cook and talk and talk Hell and yeah. cook. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Ali, you just ate here when you were in Buffalo for your other thing, right? Guilty as charged. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, it, it looked yeah, amazing. Yes. Oh, we had a good time. Yeah, we did. So, speaking of chunks of chunks of brisket so a lot of times when you have brisket trim you're gonna make sausage out of it which i do but then i took all that brisket trim couldn't feed it in a bunch of tallow let it go for i mean we smoke it for about four hours um just let it go super slow and then braise it in the tallow overnight so it kind of just kind of melts and it's 
just unctuous. It's so so just awesome. for clarification, um, when he's saying trim brisket, he's actually talking about taking a whole 12 to 15 plus pound packer brisket, gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you have to trim a lot of fat and just like the stuff you don't want to get that perfect smoking brisket. So he's actually talking about uncooked portions of brisket that he's then smoking and then confeiting. And um, okay. that's 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 craft brisket, right? Like you, some people would just get it already trimmed yep. and kind of roll with it. But if you want to do it like basically the way Aaron Franklin made it famous you gotta go kind of the old school way here you know so to use well, steve's analogy he's making his own juice he's yeah making his and own ryan juice. i'm more uh, curious what tallow is what's tallow for the confit oh dude oh so basically we trim out right all that brisket all brisket fat that's on the top not all of it just okay. get it down to like a quarter inch or something like that cube it up save it cook it down um, and then just, you know, render out all that fat and then just leave it in the smoker for a little bit and, you know, use it for something or the other. This is the something okay. or the other. So just kind of, okay. um, tons of different uses. So we wrap it in tallow once in a while, but for the most part, it all goes into just like big piles of shredded smoked beef. So tallow, tallow is the equivalent of large, basically. Okay. Right, that's Ryan? all right. Yeah, all right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's how McDonald's yeah, used to make their better. fries back in the day, to okay. be honest. Back and in it's the day. beef oh, yeah. lard, right? All of it, yep. Wait. So it's all beef yeah. trimmings. Okay. So, okay. And then I get all my very beef cool Creekstone. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun stuff. Involved process, but uh, way worth it. And I don't have to go out to the store to buy more stuff that I don't need. So it works out real good. <laughs> and, I mean, that's a it's name creep- dropper, too, because Creekstone is like – a lot of steakhouses are using it. Apparently, a little-known fact with Creekstone Farms is um, I was told by someone who does, like, halal YouTube videos that Creekstone yep. is, you know, if you're someone who keeps halal, which is the Muslim equivalent of kosher, uh, yep. Creekstone uh, fulfills that. So, you know, it's a pretty, exactly. yeah, it's a good product. Um, it comes with the price, too. It comes with a price tag for sure. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It is. It, it is. It is a little bit of an adventure getting that. It was getting it up here, but as you know, I've been open about going on almost three years now. So I've shown that consistency, getting in all those case buys, and you know, now now I can get it on the regular. So we're good now. Oh, great! Yeah, dude. Yeah, it would. Uh, where I'm on their website right now. Where uh, Where is the farm itself? Oh, uh, they're in Dang Kansas, over. right? So, yeah. Oh, good point. They're, they're out of Kansas, if I remember right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, this Ali, what did Arkansas you City? have? Uh, Ali, what did you have when you were at Ryan's restaurant? What did you Well, eat? the first thing we did was, first of all, like, I straight, like, we connected because I was in Buffalo doing a new show, but I've, I've been in Buffalo before because we did Cheap Eats there. Right. One of my chefs at Cheap Eats was like, dude, you should totally... Oh, I think I asked him about uh, uh, um, Southern Junction because there was an episode okay. on Munchies, the Vice show about it. And he's like, dude, Ryan used to work for us. He was the chef when I was shooting at Cheap Eats back in 2018. So straight up, we DM'd. As soon as I got off the plane, I went straight to his spot. The first thing we did, Ryan, you remember what we did? The first thing? 
he asked me, do you like to drink? And he poured me, and you tell it, you tell it, man. I mean, I always get cocktails uh, bottled from next door because I'm, I'm in, a, in an incubator space, and we have this really nice restaurant next door to us. So um, it's called Waxlight, and they have just crazy, crazy cocktails. So I always have, you know, a little something, something sitting on my, on my window shelf. So I was like, hey, man, you, you know, do you drink? And he goes, it does. And we had a pre-batch Manhattan, and then just, you know, went downhill from there. I mean, straight up. First thing <laughs> was just drinking Manhattans in like the plastic to go containers, uh-huh. like you're getting wonton soup, because yeah. that's how chefs roll. And so then we that. started going right yeah, like that. Mine was deeper, to be honest. It was it deeper. Was, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, that's vinegar. Had the drinks out of there. Yeah. What's yes. That? Yeah, that's I mean, how they have glass. You don't want glass in this kitchen. Someone's going to break right, it. Right. And- Step on something. <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's how chefs consume. So we're sipping Manhattans. The first thing I had Ryan C for clarification here, because we have two Ryans. Uh, first, I have to try the brisket. He whips this freaking brisket out. It's got stupid wiggle, yeah, which if yeah. you ever know anything about brisket, like what separates yeah. the men from the boys, what separates a $35 a pound brisket from like maybe something 20-ish is okay. like it just it's like a freaking jello mold. Like look. I mean, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, it, so I gotta take it back right now. But yep. yeah. Yeah. And that, that's he left what for a too. good reason. I was like, where's he going? But then he like brought like they're in service. They they're slinging. It's Saturday, dude, at freaking 2 p.m. So oh yeah, they're slinging. they're still cutting everything over there. So yeah. Yeah. And that's so Ryan F. Um is that what makes it technically Texas barbecue? Is that you're playing around with very good brisket, right? Oh no! So that is just straight up Texas brisket, salt, pepper. Um, okay. I think I, I think I saw it was like Hilberg out in down in Texas. I said salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. But I mean, that's my version of it. So, um, <laughs> but um, that's so for the brisket there's you know pretty good texas uh expat population up here okay. and uh usually in the mornings and stuff they're the first ones in line so uh i don't i don't mess with the brisket that's straight trimmed salt pepper and okay. a couple of other things but uh <laughs> just regular wow. i mean anyone ever says they only put salt and pepper in the brisket for the most part they're lying but <laughs> It just happens to be the dominant flavor. But you know what? That's a good question, Steve, because he's literally going to show us the ish. Because the ish, yeah, he's literally going to cook up the ish right now. The ish is what comes off of that. So basically, um, I'm from Kerala, and we, um, it's a state in the southernmost part of India. So India, and then the very, very tip of India is where I'm from. Uh, I was born there. I pretty much spent um, until I was 16, I was there. And then um, moved here to Dallas, um, Plano specifically. Um, Finished up high school there, went to college out in Lubbock and lived, jumped between Lubbock, Austin and Dallas for the past, I don't know, like almost 30 years. So, I mean, I've been here in uh, Buffalo for, this is gonna be year five. So um, just been, Jumping around. I mean, Dallas and Lubbock were my main areas. So okay. I, you know, learned how to smoke in West Texas or, you know, out in the Panhill area. But uh, it was mostly for fun, a lot of caterings out of Texas Tech football games and, you know, just 
just generally having fun. So I had a lot of, at that time, a lot of brisket that wasn't being used up. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? So I took that and um, tried to do my version of a Kerala beef fry, which is what we're going to do today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just so you know, beef fry is something that you're not going to see at your average Indian restaurant that's cranking out the buffet for lunch. Okay. Uh-huh. Beef fry is something like I kind of grew up with, like definitely the more meat centric kind of yep. areas of, of the Indian subcontinent. But imagine the curry without the juice. It's like yep. okay. stir fry, but with all that Indian curry paste that essentially yep. cooks down. So it's almost yep. like a dry, like, like fond, like a dryish fond. And then on top of that, um, well, you're going to see the protein he uses because that's right. So starts with onions, a whole bunch of onions and uh, fresh curry leaves. So, uh, yes. you know, up in Buffalo, New York. Well, the cool thing is there's a lot of people um, in Toronto that come down here. I have an uncle in Markham and we all have like little curry leaf plants growing in our backyard. So I can always get curry leaves. Any time of the year. So awesome. you're growing. Basically, he's growing up in Canada. I've heard that story before. <laughs> oh, no, that's just. Oh, right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a toddy shop in canada just so you know i did not know that but they sell a rack or they make a rack uh, wait of what just, toddy isn't that a dream like well you know arak like sri lankan arak no. yeah yeah no. the it's a um, uh, high from proof from liquor right yep so from like coconut yeah. palms and stuff like that yeah. i just found yeah. out like a week ago there's a little uh, distillery out there out north of Toronto that does that. Oh, wow. So I'm no going to have to go check it out. Because okay. I'm excited for that. Dude, I'm excited to freaking, yeah, get a little hoose going on there. That's cool. Right? So yeah. traditionally, um, or at least the way my mom used to do it, we used to pressure cook this outside. And it would be chunks of beef that just got pressure cookered and then thrown in a pan, quick high heat saute. Um Instead of pressure cooking it, I just cook it down as a kung fu, but I smoke it first and then go mm-hmm. from there. So that's, you know, that's where the textish comes in, right? So, okay. And then you just fry up a bunch of onions till they're basically almost burnt. You want to get like that dark flavor to it. Um, my hope this mm-hmm. just came down, so I don't know if that needs it. But so they're caramelized. The onions are like fully caramelized. Fully caramelized and then some. Yep. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Regular, regular old white onions. Okay. And then uh, you throw in this lovely smoke. I can hear it. Right. It's. (laughs) Hey, what oil are you? uh, What oil do you use, Ryan? Oh, that's the best part. Coconut oil. Oh, that's coconut. So, so uh, Kerala, the state I'm from, um, in India, it literally. you know, it's the land of coconuts. You, can, you can't walk five feet without hitting a coconut tree or, you know, running into the crop. It's the actual prevalent uh, okay. item there. So, yeah, so coconut oil, curry leaves, and then you just kind of let it go for a little bit. Not too long, though. Wow. Once that's getting right around there. Uh-huh. I've got some oh, of my sh- spice rub. So oh. this is like... Uh, basically, it's my version of a garam masala, so it's got a lot of 
uh, coriander, cumin, uh, chili powders, uh, fenugreek, fennel, list goes on, right? So um, I think it's about 12 spices that go in there, toast it, grind it, and then just hold it. Real quick, for the chili powder, because, you know, it's funny, I feel like a lot of times, like, when you're buying chili powder, I mean, shoot, technically paprika counts, right? But a lot of times, like, it's not really intense and spicy. Are you using stuff like cayenne or Kashmiri chili peppers? Because I know, like, when you say, when you're talking about Indian spices in chili powders, it gets pretty dynamic in terms of heat, right? So... Am I cooking it for my family or am I cooking it for service? That's where it comes down to. So mm. let's start with service. service. <laughs> so for service, we use uh, cashmere chili powder because it's, um, you know, got a lot of color to it. It's lower right. on the heat level. Uh, for home, um, so I make Texas Twinkies over here. Um, I don't know if you guys have run into those. No. no. Big Dallas. I've seen it in Dallas. Uh, it started over at Hutchins over in McKinney, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to eat that for lunch all the freaking time. So I came up here and I was like, why don't we do it? And it's a hollowed out jalapeno with brisket, cream cheese, wrapped in bacon, thrown on the smoker, and then you throw it on a flat top. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Um, great. And I ate it for lunch for so long in my 20s, 30s, whatever. And I came up here and I'm like, well, no one's making that. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens with it. And, uh um, so I take out and pour out all the jalapenos, and then you um, grind it up the inside. You dehydrate it, you grind it up, and all the seeds make like the most monstrous little chili powder uh, you can ever get, and it's kind of evil, but it's great. So, so you're uh, actually you cut that in with a little habanero. That's so you're part. making your own powder. <laughs> By destemming jalapenos and then drying it out. Well, I mean, you don't want to throw it out. Yeah. Oh my god! Right. So let me tell you guys this: when I first That's met Ryan, we're just like talking and talking and <laughs> talking. He's like, and then we had dinner next door at the restaurant. Where we got the cocktails. He's right. like this. He's like, you know, like I'm not like a real chef like these guys. Just take in what the freaking heck he did. Because I mean, when I'm destemmed and freaking taking seeds out of jalapenos, it goes in the compost bin. I'm not dehydrating it and turning it into powder. You are nuts, dude. All right, continue, continue. I mean, I wish you guys could smell this. Like, yeah, I do too. I wish I was eating this. Um, Same. I'm just kind of let it go. So the uh, the brisket itself's already shredded. So it's inside. kind of my version of barbacoa. Okay. Um, the brisket looks like it's already shredding by itself mm-hmm. in the pan, or you're like falling apart in the it pan. It is. So okay. this was uh, actually Tim. Was... Right. So. This was Tim's idea because he's over there cutting stuff up okay. right now. But uh, we can leave it in chunks when it comes out of, um, you know, when it comes out of the the oven. And then when we prepare it, we kind of just throw it in there with the onions. It shreds as it goes. That way, it doesn't okay. dry it out. So, and it's you know, Creekstone's already like upper choice prime. So it's super fatty. You don't really need to eat, add too much oil or butter or any of that stuff onto it. So, right. So yeah, extra curry leaves, and really that's all it is. You um, add salt to season, little vinegar to deglaze, and uh, oh wait, one more thing. 
a shit ton of cilantro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Dude. So, I mean, Ali's had this one. Yeah, I did. So you can describe the flavor to it, right? So, so. What, what what is really cool is like, you know, you, you know, when you think about certain, like, you know, like we can have this conversation. Where do you get the most beefy flavor? Do you get it when you bite into a juicy steak or do you get it into like stew? Do you know what I mean? So with curry, with Indian curry, usually the flavor is actually coming off essentially the gravy on rice, right? What's great, right. great about right. dry fry is that it's it's the exterior. You know what I mean? You had this basically like the best way to describe it to me is like Indian fond. That's just okay. kind of become crisp and dried out. And I think like, I don't, and Ryan, this is a question I have for you. Would Did you always realize you had to confit it, like cook it in the fat as well? Like, would that just keep it from get, making your dry fry too dry? Or why you never so much, additional oil? So much trial and error. So we started off with... Um, the very first time I did it, it was because I couldn't sell a half case of beef ribs. So I just beef ribs, beef ribs sitting around. This was, I mean, two years ago in Buffalo. And they're like, why do you have that? And why is it so expensive? And I'm like, well, fair point. Um, so, uh, you know, that was one way to utilize it, whatever I had left over. Um, and then the pandemic hit and all I could get up here was Chuck. And Chuck was, you know, quite, at least the ones I had, was so much leaner. So when I... Uh, did it the old way when I you know, chopped it, smoked it all the way. It ended up being really dry. And I had to just mm. keep throwing in fat, butter, everything into it. Mm. So um, once we got out of pandemic mode and beef supplies were much better, had all this trim. And I was like, why don't I just kind of just let it go? It actually started with uh, uh, Leroy and Lewis. Like Evan was, Evan was doing a demo where he does his uh, beef cheeks and he has... He has them going in the confit forever. And I was like, man, that's smart. That's awesome. So uh, I was like, why don't I try my version of it and see where it goes? And, you know, that's, that's kind of how we got to this. Awesome. Hey, um, question. Is Southern India a lot of rice dishes? Would this be served over rice or just rice served or- on its own? Uh, usually on a parata or in, in, uh, in Kerala, you call it a parota. So, um it's um Dude, it's you know so good it's it's the butterier version of non basically okay. Oh, okay. you know right. like i have and, it on my you know, Ryan, you might be able to enlighten me on this because i feel like you know people know what non is which is more you know mm-hmm. like almost like kind of like hi when, you, when you're eating the crust of neapolitan pizza that's kind of non-ish yep. right it's got right. char it's fluffy it's whatever when i have parata like it's, I mean, for a better, lack of a better term, it's like, it's like greasier. Like it, it's cooked in more fat, it drips a bit. And it's like so it's, way more decadent, you know, it's just. Okay. So it's layered, right? So it's way I explain it when we have it here is it's non-meats croissant because it's kind of layered, it puffs up. And then uh, when you take it out, it kind of, the butter kind of seeps out of it. And it's really cool. Like it's yeah. just, it's just the way you eat it. And it soaks up all the fat from that beef or brisket or curry sauce, whatever you want to throw on it, and it, it, it's it's cool, <laughs> amazing. That's the best. Do way you to still put cook it. it? You still cook it in a wood fired oven, um, like non or um, no, you can. Actually, so they're pre made ahead on a flat top, so you can actually flat top oh, okay. it and 
Oh, nice. The, that's the other thing, okay. yeah, because I don't, I don't have access to a tandoori here. The, the way my cooking setup is, I can't use, you know, that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, easiest way. So, but when I started out, when it was just me cooking on Saturdays, I used to actually have a little cast iron pan in the firebox and just cook them to order. And then I look up and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta lie. <laughs> but isn't burrata mostly fried? I mean, I feel like that's a big distinction. Naan is is dough that's baked. Char baked, really, right? And parada is actually fried. Uh, parada, at least in Kerala, it's more flat top. Uh, it's okay. more on a cast iron. The puri, but with fat, but there's like the you know what I mean. Bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of fat. Yeah, 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 lots of fat. And uh, if you're going to deep fry it, that's when you get the puri, which is like uh, sanatone. Uh, what's it called? Puppy taco. So. Yeah, uh, but that's a whole different kind of bread. So yeah, yeah, but it's a whole different kind of rabbit hole. You can go down (laughs) when you when you compare like non like here's a piece of inedible spoon that you're picking up to have like a bit of curry or whatever versus Mm -hmm. burrata. It's like going to the taco truck and being like. Oh, I'm gonna have a carne asada taco, and then going. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have the beef cheek taco, or I'm gonna have it when they cook it in the pan. That's like basically all fat and confit. It's just so much richer. Mm. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like French bread versus croissant, basically. You know, right? That's exactly. It's hardcore. There's a lot of lipids happening in this dish. I'll tell you right now. Between the coconut oil, the freaking confit, and the parada, dude, it's beast. I should, I should put a I should put a salad on my menu soon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get crazy. Yeah. Hey, what about using the bread and then rice and then all that meat on top of it too? Um, can you just keep loading up starch on there? So we we do. So I wish I could do that. No one's requested that, but we do a thing Steve. called a foldy, uh, which um, I don't know when you when you go to a barbecue place in Texas and you take a piece of white bread and some meat on it and you fold it it's like foldy right so um i do that with i do that with a paratha but we have uh you know napa cabbage and we make like a jalapeno mint slaw out of it and then i just let people choose whatever meat they want and then you do like a coconut curry sauce on it and then sky's the limit they can just kind of stack it up and do whatever the hell they want with it that sounds good i am so hungry now (laughs) Dude, it is, I can tell you straight up, living in freaking brisket land, right? Straight up. Like, that brisket has stupid wiggle. If you go and have his brisket, it really doesn't get better. It really doesn't. But then when you have things like the dry fry, like, you're just like, you know, single-handedly, when I went there, it wasn't so much that, I mean, yes, I was having amazing brisket outside of, um... Texas, no doubt. I mean, probably the yeah the best brisket I've had outside of Texas. A, B. I was actually having like some of the most satisfying Indian food, South Asian food, Desi food I've ever had. And the funny thing is, is the where I really hit that wasn't even the dry fry is great. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of knew it'd be that good. I mean, it's 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 a promise. I feel like every South Asian understands if you grew up in this country because beef curry back home is dry it's always dry they overcook it as a culture and this solves these problems threefold (laughs) you know what i mean between the confit the coconut oil i mean come on the parada too but um uh the chicken can you tell them about the chicken because that chicken was lit up other stuff on the menu so we have um 
Yep. So for the chicken, I've got a version of a. I wish I had a better name for it. It's like a Trivandrum style uh, butter chicken. Is the best way to put it. Um, it's okay. smoked chicken thigh uh, over mesquite. So I actually have one guy bringing me cords and cords of mesquite. I don't know where he's getting it from, but <laughs> no, he just shows up with bags of it. And I, so I don't know when the next next batch of it's coming in. So I've used it very sparingly. So when I throw the chicken smoke on, um, load up a bunch of mesquite mesquite wood in the smoker and i've got a 500 gallon offset smoker so that's all i've got right now um and it's um buddy of mine built it for me uh you know we kind of created it from the ground up and it's built for uh very cold temperatures because it can get a little cold up here so uh anyway so the chicken uh smoke it um hold it and then when you just sear it off just like i did in the cast iron uh, and it's with a butter chicken sauce. Best way to de- describe it is a, uh, like you've had a tikka, right? Just your generic tikka yeah. sauce that you go to any Indian restaurant. But it's more tomatoey and uh, has, you know, from the coconut uh, cream that goes in there, it's got like kind of like a coconut flavor to it. Um, and then I just cook it down. I render it down. So it, it actually kind of coats the chicken almost like a burn end. Uh, yeah right like it just kind of it's not dry but it just coats it yeah so that's kind of the thing is you know i mean generally speaking you know when you talk about having indian food to indian restaurant all this cream all this yogurt comes in there and it makes a compelling case for like this kind of velvety texture right it's cool but you miss out what you get when you have his stuff is just imagine like bark imagine bark uh whether it's a hard sear on a burger or a steak but in this case it's all those aromatic seasonings and like chicken bring it on beat it up smack it flip it rub it down you know Uh uh-oh you see how that oil kind of separates off yeah and just kind of so that's, it's not like a very loose curry. It's very thick. And okay. you put it on smoked chicken when you slice it, it just coats it. So every bite you get has that. Um, you can take it off on that one. You've, you've, you've heard it. You've it's, eaten it it's, before. It's just <laughs> loaded with flavor. And it's not cut with cream. You know what I mean? That's right. the problem. Is like It's like having your coffee with freaking egg. It's like you're, you've been having coffee with cream the whole time. The whole yeah. time. And now you're having your coffee black. You're having a And then how... How is that served? Um, just sliced and okay. coated, and you can buy it by the pint, or you can buy it in a plate. The plate's what sells the most here. It's like a okay. single meat, double meat, double side, kind of just whatever you know works the best for you. It's basically it's Texas. It's, it's barbecue. It's by the pound. You know what okay. I mean? Yes. You know, at right. the end of the day, you're like by the yeah, like. Yeah. I just I'm just eating meat. So it's still well, just served Texas style. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's okay. what I grew. Up so I mean, okay. um, oh man, um, out in Lubbock, I mean, there's barbecue joints everywhere. In Austin, I was going to Michelin a lot. Um, Valentina's, La Barbecue, obviously Franklin's. Um, I mean, so the past thirty years of my life has just been Texas barbecue. Like that's just, yeah, yeah. Been eating it a lot, and then you know just cooking it when I can. I had a whole different career, so 
yeah. So, you know, I decided to switch careers and uh, like about 10 years ago, I decided to get my ass handed to me in, in a restaurant. Right. Here we go. I'm kind of doing it myself. Still, still getting it handed to me, but that's great. Now, Ryan the... or uh, Ali, did you tell him about your guy that does the ribs that you brought to the show in Austin that also uses some um, different spices? Yeah. Well, what's funny is, I mean, Ryan. Yeah, like we started talking about it, and I mean, take it because yeah, he immediately was like, "Oh yeah, I follow that guy on Instagram." Oh, okay. <laughs> I, do. I wondered. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I, first first stop back in Austin, I'm going to have to try those lamb chops out over there. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's, Rick you AG. know, yeah. I, I, yeah, it, it, it's pretty wild. Yep. I mean, that's why I think I was so excited about this is just, again, yet another chapter and what I think is really exciting about barbecue i think you know it started with uh miguel vidal and valentina's tex-mex barbecue and just and the thing is like it just happened like it's still like to your point steve you're kind of asking like oh is it served with rice or this or that he's not doing indian food like this is it's texas barbecue it's just okay. the season the rub has got a little bit of oomph and the sides yeah. are changing and it's been changing for a bit it's first wave has been like kind of like this chefs are coming and going yeah, forget like soggy green beans and like mac and cheese that was made last right. week. We're going to do like a dope potato salad and like, right. you know, yeah. a slaw that's not soaked in mayonnaise. Right. But now it's like, well, what are we putting on the rub? And why can't we do other things? Um, right. Yeah. It's fusion. I mean, it's fusion. Yeah. I was going mean, to say. Sorry, go Sorry, ahead, Ryan. Ryan. I keep cutting. Oh, no. I keep no, cutting good. Ryan C off. Oh no! Well, you're I good. was I was going to ask. Uh, I was saying since this show is eat this, drink that. Uh, I wanted to, uh, and you mentioned uh, being there's a restaurant right next to Ryan Fernandez, and uh -huh. uh, I was curious what bourbons you would pair with your own food. <laughs> um, man, um, with my food. So, I'm more of a Scotch person lately. Um, okay. I, oh, the, the very Peter, cool. The Peter, yeah. So, uh, you know, stuff like Artbeg or um, okay, I won't lie. I've been on a wee beastie kick lately because I did a oh no way not so long ago. So it's amazing <laughs> stuff. Wee beastie five I year. It. What is it called? Wee beastie. Art. Yeah, Ardbeg, Wee Beastie, five years, their youngest yep. whiskey they do. It's a powerful kick. Ardbeg, the house, is the most peated whiskey from the malting floor on, but it's also the purest smoke, and it goes right hand-in-hand -hand with barbecue because they have this purifying arm inside their, their still. So the heavier, weird congeners like... Uh, medicinal flavors like iodine and Band-Aid and all the weird stuff you get from Laphroaig and Lagavulin, those are gone. Um, yeah, you get pure creosote, pure barbecue, pure barbecue, it's cool. you know, like sitting in a campfire. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I and feel like I just arrived at an alien planet. Steve flexed <laughs> so hard. And the crazy thing is Ryan F. was right there with him. Yeah. So basically, we're talking scotch, right? With yep. band aids. <laughs> That's a taste profile. Band aid. That is a taste profile. 
Okay. What? Go ahead, Ryan. Oh no, that's that's something my girlfriend would say. This stuff smells, tastes like band aids. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> she would not like. That. No, but on rotation, I'll show you some real quick. Um, oh damn! So he went scotch. He went scotch. But yeah, but if I was, I used to do a lot of high west campfire, but yeah. lately, um, I can't find that up here. Um, but lately, it's been a bunch of balcones. I drink that oh, stuff. Yeah. I drink that yeah. stuff then, down at the coffee shop. They sell that. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to get up here. And then um, Tommy Rotter, it's a very local. Um, they make really good gin, but they also they have this one. Um, this is their whiskey, but um, they have this one bourbon barrel aged gin or something. It's like 120 proof. And anytime I do like a private event um, or any kind of uh, catering party or something like that, and people ask, you know, what goes with that? And I always bring in some kind of gin or, you know, something just straight like this Falcone stuff. It's incredible. So something is a lot of, because if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing uh, like straight brisket, right? Uh, Forget the curry stuff, just like actual, just sliced brisket. You want, in my opinion, at least you want some kind of whiskey that's just going to slap you around a little bit too. So, I mean, yeah. What was that (laughs) first one called? The one that Ali, you said that you drank, what was that one called? Balcones? Yeah, that one. True, True blue. blue. Yeah, yep. from Balcones. But I haven't had the cask strength. I've had baby blue. It's the cheaper yeah. one. This is like <laughs> 65. Jesus. 65? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally so, agree with you. For what you're you're serving, you want a higher proof. You want barrel strength. Yep. You want you yep. want uh, as you said, you want to be punched by the uh, yep. bourbon. Yeah. Or the whiskey, yeah, just little, whatever you're drinking. Little, right. And we always do like little tiny little shot glass things of it. Or I don't know, I use two ounce sauce cups because I'm not fancy yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. nothing better than doing like expensive foods and little kitchen shot glasses. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like having awesome. like, that reminds me of just like when you're having like lights out omakase sushi and you're just having that. You know, you bought the, the expensive cold sake and I'm like, don't chug it, please. It goes down so smooth. Like little cup, just 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 a little taste, a little tickle. Slip away. So yep. you know we're not draining. By the end of the honest. night, it will catch up to you. So you're good. <laughs> hey Steve, um, I was going to ask, unless Ali, you had something, uh, but I was going to ask uh, Steve. So what were you imagining as our uh, drink expert? What were you imagining when you were seeing Ryan uh, cook his food and, and do his thing over there? It's so I went off, I went off on a couple tangents. Um, the first easiest tangent is the one that we already did in the show. I think the third week, the sling, and you know the sling is just the the uh, citrus juice, your uh, simple syrup, and the bourbon. But we created a very different one, Ryan. Well, it's not that different. I didn't just make this up. Other versions of this exist. A little less lemon juice, like very little. Uh, quarter um, apple juice and high test bourbon uh, with simple syrup and I actually used a um, um, a honey to go with it and then shake that for your cooking I and you can put it in a big Collins glass so you can actually make this in bulk 
and have, you know, like a six, eight ounce glass of a cocktail that you're sipping on. Um, and for this, so for the cocktails all season, we've been using hundred proof. So it's a little higher test. Right. And it was only two ounces in that cocktail for your food. I would actually, you could go up to like a three ounce pour, oh, um, yeah. have a little more bur- bourbon in there. Um, you know, a bigger glass. Um, yeah. <laughs> Slow burn. The apple juice, uh, the honey will go with all those beautiful flavors that you're getting out of there. It's since it's a dry, uh, how did you call it? A dry, dry, fry. Uh, dry, dry fry. fry. Um, that richer kind of apple juice cocktail is going to go really well with it. And then completely out of left field, since we're not just talking bourbon, um, because of all the coconut, remember we did a whole series of tiki drinks, guys. And I created, oh, I made my own coconut cream because I didn't want to use store bought coconut cream. He's also um, crazy. That's what that oh, cocktail, that is cool. any of those cocktails, yeah. any of those cocktails will That's go awesome. with his food. Yeah. Tiki heaven with this food. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so I would I'm say something sweet, something yeah. sweet, sweet, sweet works because the, the, the seasonings are, are the, 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 the seasonings, the spices are so aggressive. You know what dry fries like you guys? It's like freaking caramelized onion. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, yeah. home, oomph. A lot of oomph. It doesn't get more oomphy than that, you know? Um, literally, because he uses caramelized onions in it. But, like, there's no liquid to cut it, you know? Like, just Very think little. about that. Um, so, what were you about to say, Ryan F., about tiki drinks? I'm curious now. Oh, no. Um, not exactly tiki, but um, when I did that spot with Artbeg, um, they had DJ Barbecue come in, and he did – his version, Christian did his version of a Mai Tai with a wee beastie, and it was fat washed with coconut oil, and then they topped it with it. It sounds, it sounds weird, but it was really good. And yeah, they top, they shaved up. Uh, what did we do? It's like ancho chilies and like all kinds of stuff that we just okay. kind of powdered up like on top of it. Yeah, and it was like. A very powerful Mai Tai is the best way to describe it. And that's awesome. And it's a wee beastie, so it still slaps you around a little bit because that's what it does. But um, so that's funny. The cocktail I thought of was a Mai Tai, and you can always okay. play around with your base ingredients, yep. your spirit to what it doesn't just yep. have to be rum. Um, you could go bourbon, you could go scotch. Um, and that's this whole fat wash. I mean, I love that you mentioned fat wash because fat wash cocktails are a thing right now. Not everywhere, obviously. They are? Um, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> out of our mouths, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you could that that uh, dry fry kind of screams for a fat wash cocktail. What's so, a fat wash cocktail? I, I'll bite. What is it? Who's <laughs> getting that one? You want to tell them how they made that, Ryan? Um, how they um, made the art red one? Um, we just kind of combined our uh, wee beastie and um, coconut oil and in a mason jar and just pop, popped it in the freezer for a few days. Um, uh-huh. And that was, I mean, that was like the base base level of it. That's all we did. Um, we also used to, a restaurant I used to work at, uh, we had um, 
Ibericoham, and we used to infuse, you know, kind of get the, the fat off of that and throw that in the yeah. freezer with some, what was it, Evan Williams or something like that? Just regular old bourbon and just throw it in the freezer for you, a few days. So you get that. It, you freeze it with fat and then you, what, sift it? Strain it, it out. Fat. You strain it out. Strain yep. it out. Okay. After a few days. So you still have that flavor from it. Uh, and I'm no expert on it at all. Like that was just yeah. me following directions and me asking a lot of Basic. questions and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, so Ryan F, that um, coconut oil that you used to wash the uh, whiskey, was it already mm-hmm. cooked in with the meat? It was, so it had fat in it or was no, it, it just, was just fresh straight, coconut oil? Just fresh, okay. about a, yeah, okay. I just went out and got the best coconut oil I could get. So it wasn't, okay. you know, okay. I didn't really do it much else to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to try that version. So I saw it first in Spanish restaurants, just using that fatty, the very end of the ham when they start having to trim yep. up the, the leg um, and they can't actually serve it anymore. They would take those chunks and just throw it in the bottle. And then, you know, you're almost infusing yeah. fat into the whiskey. That's all it is. Okay. It's an infusion. Well, that was on my prep list yeah. for so long. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's, no I mean, way. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I, I was the, the the fry guy there. I just fried stuff for a very very talented group of people. But I mean, you know, that's how you learn, right? So you Whoa. can infuse any spirit you want. Like for margaritas, um, you know how we talked mm-hmm. about that jalapeno simple syrup um, thing. Well, I made a different sim- simple syrup a couple of weeks ago: ginger and lemon peel. And I said you can also do this with jalapenos. Well, you can just take those jalapenos and throw them in your Blanco bottle and leave them there. Mm. And it infuses into the spirit itself. Yeah. So then that's, that's your, one of your base ingredients is just an infused spirit. Um, so that's what fast fat wash is. Um, you're just infusing more fat somewhere else. Yeah. We used Man. to take a mint simple and get some high West, uh, double rush. And yeah, forget where we got the mangoes yeah we just got fresh mangoes mint simple double rye muddle it all up together strain it out pebble ice it was game over it was that that was, that was the jam back then i haven't done that in a while but shit. uh that goes i mean that's your bourbon that's your whiskey cocktail with your food um a mango yeah, i mean infused uh whiskey whoa yeah, yeah. I saw it online somewhere. I don't know even know where I got it, but uh, I think we just call it whiskey mango tango or something like that. But that might have been after many many drinks. Of stuff. Yeah. Uh, now that's a good name. I, I would order. Are you kidding? I would order that in a heartbeat. Mango tango. Yeah, whiskey yeah. mango tango. Do, Ali, do that was in there the any other things? Was there any other things you wanted to cover with Ryan today, Ali? Man, honestly, I'm just walking away going. Now, I, 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 honestly, like, what's kind of strange is this is our bourbon season, but I'm reinvigorated into look into the Mai Tai again. But now, I mean, I feel like this has been all about tweaking, right? And I understand tweaking food. I definitely understand tweaking barbecue. But now I'm looking back going, I want to tweak uh, Steve's Mai Tai recipe to yeah. bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Um, why not? Yes, yeah, straight up. Right. Yeah. Why not? I mean, 
you know, it, it's an easy ask, really, because I already have whiskey lying around. And um, yeah, that's uh, it's it, it definitely got my wheels turning. And I'm thinking about tweaking my simple syrup. Like I'm tweaking. Like I literally want to do next. I would do simple syrup. I'm going to put cardamom in it. Boom. Why not? Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Why not? Why not? Works yeah. really well. Um, of, uh, yeah. I've been looking at. So I want to go over Ryan's um, restaurant, and I'm, I looked at your Instagram during the show. So it's Southern Junction Seven One Six. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Southern, Southern Junction Seven One Six on Instagram, and I did see yep. some of the posts have uh, cardamom featured on it, and so I think that's yep. where Ali got his little simple syrup uh, idea, possibly. Yeah, because I've got, I mean, the cornbread I make is a uh, brown butter cardamom cornbread. So, oh, that's uh, right. Good. Yeah, Steve, forget yeah. rice. Like, you know what I <laughs> eat with him? I had what? brisket, a chunk of brisket to test the goods, A, right? A. B, brisket biryani, then the dry fry, then the chicken. And in between, he had cardamom cornbread. That was oh. and And I'll tell you, that's when you jam. have it, there are certain things that you're kind of like, oh, what an interesting direction. Indian aromatic spices and baking go hand That's in hand. That's the cardamom cornbread. I'm on your Instagram right now. Yeah. Um, nice. Cardamom cornbread. Nice. I want that. It's, it, you know, it's it's so good. And it's like, it's like, it's like, it, it, it makes it, it's as easy and understandable and consumable as freaking chai at Starbucks. Like, you'll never think twice again about, like, I don't know, isn't chai for Indian restaurants? Like, yeah, right. It's Starbucks, so, you know? There's, I had a cust- I had a guest from Kerala about three days ago come in, had the cornbread. And he, you know, he came and goes, there's, there's a Malayali version of this. And it's called, I, I don't know what the English word for it, but it's called Vatayapam. And it's like, uh, it's a very specific uh, Southern Indian cake. And somehow I accidentally made my cornbread taste just like that. And I was like, holy shit, no that's way. cool. <laughs> yeah, it was intentional. But I was like, I, you know, I'm cooking from memory. Basically, what it ta- you know, what I remember it tasting like and what I want it to taste like. And then kind of work backwards from there and figure it out. So. Well, I also cool. like that you're not you're not bound. Someone said it, either you said it or Ali said it about you're cooking. You're not one of those chefs, um, chefs classically trained who went to school for four years, get bound up in their head with all these very specific regimented things they have to do. And you are just right. going off of uh, your heart and your memory and what you yep. love Absolutely. and creating things that are freaking amazing. I can't wait. I want to come to Buffalo it's fun. for a football <laughs> game and go eat there. Um, yeah. Like, no game joke. Uh, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, big game. So, just on a side note, since I know you guys are probably close to wrapping up, a lot of things were just thrown out in the ether about flavors. Um, Brian F., next week is our last episode for this whole bourbon thing. Ali and Ryan now have a lot of bourbon in their house because I sent them blind bottles um, that we're going to taste. So I'm running them through five bourbons, all different. We're going to, they're going to learn what their, yeah, you guys don't know there's a fifth one. I have a surprise fifth that I threw in there. It was supposed to only be four. We now have five. Um, Anyway, 
they're going to learn what their style is because there's so many styles. So you guys and Ali, you said, I got to play around with this um, Mai Tai version. So mango has been, mango puree has been thrown out. Cardamom's been thrown out. Obviously in a Mai, you know, you get those pineapple flavors, coconut flavors out of um, tiki drinks. What about mango and cardamom and a little coconut oil and some bourbon? We're going to figure out a recipe. So at the end of next week's episode, after all our blind tasting, we're doing this. Okay. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys are going to have some I fun have... with that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be like tipsy getting like, like just trying to buy a ticket <laughs> off the gate agent at the airport so I can then go eat at the junction. At the junction. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Dude, it's You're good. not going to be on the road next week, are you, Ali? No, sir. Yes. No, good. sir. Not for a so minute. You'll just be drunk in your house. Um, Oh, I've got a big day because that same day I uh I have to go to like uh like a it's like a fundraiser for uh okay. the Humane Society of Austin and I'm a presenter. So like I got to a put on my it's the theme is 70s. So I'm going to show up in a crazy 70s shirt which I'm going to go buy today. But then after doing this, I got to be like and then go to this event which obviously has awesome. alcohol as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tearing it up Saturday night. Thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey Ryan F, we'll send you the link afterwards so you can watch these guys. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, please send yeah, it. Ryan, thank you for. Uh, you know what's cool too is thank you for letting us into your kitchen. It's kind of cool yeah. to see what's sort of naturally yeah. happening uh, as well. That's awesome. Well, and it's for barbecue. Like this for it's us. fun. Yeah, Dude, can fun, I see? So can we just me. before you go? Can we see the freaking chicken and shit? I mean, you know, it's a, you're on a phone. Just, just show us a little bit of food before you go. Yeah. I just damn what yeah. I miss it. Let's do it. Let me let me see what he's. Uh... Hey Tim, you, you saying, got any chicken over there? there? You're saying bring the camera. Dude, he's gonna bring us. Here we go. Wah, 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 wah. You're done, though. Um, his first the post on his Instagram right now is one whole chicken. Uh, that's the newest post. Oh, and really? it looks unbelievable. It's like ah, it's going chicken. It is it's gone. Very, it's gone. It's gone. Dude, classic Texas barbecue sold out. Like, and sold it's three out. in the afternoon over there. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We done. We said we had a busy lunch. It was, it's all done. So I'm sorry. Okay. That, that works. Good. No it's problem. all good. It's okay. all good. I know what I ate. Cool. It was delicious. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. This, this was awesome. Is, yeah. Thank you this so much cool. for letting us into your world here for the past hour. Yeah. That was great. And and thank you, Ali, for your um, idea this week. Thank you for your... It's my new thanks. thing. Now, you're not the only producer, Ryan C. I'll be like, yeah, you know what I'm cooking up today? But hey, you know, like this, this stuff is like... It's not happening anywhere else. You know, if it is, um, I don't know, maybe it's happening in freaking Kerala. You know, it, this is a very That'd be cool if it was. Combination. So we just followed uh, Ryan's restaurant on our Instagram. And so maybe we'll do um, a little post uh, regarding this episode. Maybe we can um, collab on something or, um, yeah. Awesome. We'll, I'll talk with Ali about it and see what we can do. But uh, very cool. excited to follow you on Instagram as well. It's... Um, Sorry, say the name of your uh, Instagram handle again. It's Southern Junction, Junction 716. Southern Junction oh. 716. 
Yep. Yep. That's the buff right there. Seven one six. Exactly. Right, Go Bills, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Go Bills Mafia. All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Awesome. We're going to sign out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us online. We're ETDT Official. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, ETDT Official. And thank you guys for today's episode. We'll see you next week for Ali and Mai's Blind Bourbon Tasting. Very exciting. I'm going to go blind. The blind tasting, I'm going to be like, I can't Blindfolded? Dude, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to like, no, the alcohol is going to take away my sight. You know, I'm going to lose the power of vision. Cheers, guys. All right, guys. Oh, man. You guys have a lot of fun. Take it easy, guys. See ya. (laughs)